What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak, how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Hello and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. And welcome back to Mint Edition. The Once in a While podcast about all the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Jessica Clinton. I'm Jimmy Dineron. And we're here. We're back. Fresh off of a live show. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It has been a, a bit of a, a minute. Second. That's why we were talking so much before this. It was, yes. It was so great to see all of you. We had a wonderful time. That's right. Uh, you, Jess, costume of the night, honestly. Really? Yeah. Yes. In the Barbie getup. Yes. I would I would absolutely Thank say so. You. The hat brought along. Thank you. Brought it all the way around. It sucks because it was a very fun outfit and then you just like put it away. Is that, I mean, like, is that reusable? Are you going to be Yeah, I mean, you could back? use it for cons, but my, literally the pants didn't fit. Like, I wasn't joking when I was like, Jomi had to zip tie. I had to like scrunch up a bundle and was like, just pull the zip tie. And we had to zip tie it so it would fit me. <laughs> that actually scared and, the life out of me. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. The zip tie. I was like, a zip tie? It also, yeah, the sound of it is very jarring. Because oh. it's like, oh, someone's about to get killed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's not. It's like, I don't know. I see zip tie in a movie. It's usually for nefarious purposes. Yeah, exactly. Very fair. This wasn't. I, my pants were just too big. But I, 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 it, I, you can wear it for cons, which is great. Uh, but Halloween's over, so I just got to put it up until maybe next year. Okay. Well, until that time, right now, we've got some stuff to talk about. But before we get into it, we're going to give you some programming reminders about the great week of content ahead. It turns out we got just a couple pods. It's Thanksgiving week. And uh, a couple of us are going to be, you know, traveling, moving around, taking a little time off, much needed. But it's Monday. Tomorrow, the House of R is going to be giving you their latest Doctor Who primer on the 13th Doctor, a.k.a. Jodie Whittaker's season. And this coming Friday, the Midnight Boys are going to be giving you their instant reactions to the latest episode of Invincible. Maybe a couple more things. And then just a happy Thanksgiving week to you all. And enjoy your wonderful week. Thank you so very much. Now, we're going to get into probably one of the better animated shows that we've seen this year, in my opinion. We're talking about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the latest Netflix series written by Brian Lee O'Malley, produced by Edgar Wright and a bunch of other great people. Friendly neighborhood spoiler warning for every single iteration of Scott Pilgrim that we know of now. And with that spoiler warning, we are going to be spoiling this entire season of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, so be sure to watch the entire season. We wholeheartedly endorse it. Come on back, and we'll talk about it. Wait, can I, can I do something right before we yeah, get into that? We are Mint Edition, and we're here to talk about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off and stuff! One, Go two, two three, three, four! four. Yeah! That wasn't planned. 
It but was it not was planned a, at all. It was such a good show, and that part stuck with me it every really time. Did. Um, uh, when you said greatest animated series this year, I genuinely agree. I, and I'm nervous that I agree because I ride or die for Scott Pilgrim. The Scott Pil- not Scott Pilgrim the person. I do not like Scott Pilgrim as a person. No, and but, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's fair. Uh, I love the franchise so much, and I was really into the an- uh, the anime studio that handled this. And I think they just did such a good job. And it's what I wanted as like, when, when I was younger watching Scott Pilgrim, I was like, oh, they can use all they can because this is an anime. They're using anime houses. They're using anime fights. They can do this. And they did. And it, it, it's wonderful. I, I was so brilliantly and pleasantly surprised yes. by what this show gave us. And we're going to get into it in a second. But I want to give you some nuts and bolts for what we're going to be talking about here today. So... Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is an animated series based off the graphic novel of similar name, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, by Brian Lee O'Malley. This reunites the entire cast of the 2010 Edgar Wright film, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, reprising their roles in the exact same ways that we just left them. This takes a fresh new take on the story. Animation directed by Abel Gongora, director of Toby from Star Wars Visions, if we can remember that one. We remember Toby, the cute little little robot boy with his little lightsaber. Anybody? Toby? Sure. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was one of the ones that came out that time. That I was, love that one. That was one of my favorites. Nah, man. Give me the twins all the time, bro. Oh, my God. It's always the twins. It's always the twins. That's right. Always the twins. Anyway, before we get into our thoughts on this season, what are your guys' connections to the comics, the Edgar Wright movie? What do you guys think about Scott Pilgrim before we got into this season of TV. I I read a little bit of the comics when I was very, very young. And I was also, again, very, very young girl that did not like Scott. And I assumed that Scott would be the heart of it since it's named Scott Pilgrim. So I didn't finish the comics. But I've watched uh, Edgar Wright's movie Maybe like once a week. For- <laughs> it's, wow. right. I watch it. I, I watch it enough that it was like easily my I can quote every line in that movie. Um, love the cast. It's great acting and very fun. So that's I was very excited for knowing that I was going to blend my two favorite worlds, anime and punk 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a movie that I saw like, I don't want to say like too late. I was definitely like in high school when I watched it. But, you know, for somebody who at the time was not like, super into, like, the anime scene in, you know, what, 2013, 2014. Movie left, like, a very, like, like, the impression it left on me was very, like, important, I feel. And so, like, going up and then, like, finding, like, my niche in anime and this, like, that type of culture, I always trace it back to, like, Scott Pilgrim being, like, just a masterful thing to watch. Just so funny, so entertaining. Like, the action, the comedy, the whole thing is just, like, a 10 out of 10. And so, yeah, like, this movie is definitely, like, I'm not, I haven't tapped into the comics, but the movie for sure left a, like, a really, really, really deep impression on me. Uh, The movie was directed by Edgar Wright, and I had been an Edgar Wright fan more or less since I was in early college, like, early high school and all the way through college when he had his debut film, Shaun of the Dead, all the way through Hot Fuzz and everything. And then so when he, when, like, word got out that he was adapting this comic, it kind of was in the early 2010s, or, like, like there was a giant, like, Hall H, like, Comic-Con panel that was, like, kind of legendary at the time where he, like, walked everybody from Hall H to a theater across the street and everybody saw this movie like a summer before it was supposed to come out and everybody loved it. It went nuts. It was so brimming with like life and personality. It was so punchy and sharp and I loved every single second of that movie. It still has some of the funniest lines and deliveries and casting decisions that I've ever seen ever. It's one of my favorite movies. And despite like the story being about a guy that we're supposed to hate and like lessons that can be like taken or given in different ways. I, it it left a huge impression on me that they would want to pick this show back up, reunite the entire cast like over a decade later and make this an anime series that visually looked stunning in any sort of preview that I had ever seen. 
But I was like, well, what are we going to do with this? Are they just going to like make this like shot for shot remake of the movie? Are they going to like delve into the comics a bit more? And I guess we'll just start off with. Well, I have a question, Steve, yeah. actually. So you mentioned how excited everybody was for this movie yeah. in 2009. It, it, it didn't make $50 million at the box office. I know. What happened? It was a bomb, but it was very beloved. I don't want to get into like the whole like Marvel's kill its five room discourse. I think filmmaking is right. is is different now. But I every time people talk about this film and they like, man, it was like so hype. Everybody was so excited. And then afterwards, it's like one of the, you know, best movies to come out in like a long time. Like we're gonna, you know, this is gonna be one of those things that like when we end up going to space or whatever, they're gonna put it on the shuttle for the aliens to watch. You know what I mean? But when it was in theaters, supposed to be doing this thing, nobody came to support it. Like, again, I wasn't outside right. when this was going on. Do you have, like, any insight into why that was? Or it's just like, it this have, happens. It could have been, to be, this is me defending it, could have been the movies around the time. But also, if this came out in 2009, the Michael Sarah surge that was uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, that was Juno, people probably could have saw Scott Pilgrim being Michael Sarah and expected it to be that romance story that he normally did around the year 2000, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, this isn't it. Because it also came so, it came a little late because even the music was this like early 2000s, like 2004, five kind of rock and I was like ooh coming out with a movie in 2009 with that kind of soundtrack is kind of pushing it you're kind of getting on a little edge of something else so I think we were kind of leaving that tweed phase and it was coming out it was this weird thing of like the MCU reaching like one of the big peaks in its powers in the late Mm -hmm. 2000s early 2010s and the like pastiche that that movie brought was like a lot of like I, to, to like borrow like an internet like I think this is a Tumblrism but like the awesome sauce like eight yeah. bit <laughs> yeah. like memeified for 2010 but also like brash and comic booky and like overly influential from like early eight bit video games but that was like very it was very trendy at the time mm. and mm. it was kind of this like amazing amalgamation like the comic being what it was. And the, like, incredible, like, punchy vision that Edgar Wright brought to it, it was a perfect thing for, like, something that was coming right at the downslope of an aesthetic that was not being popular at the time. Mm. It feels like it definitely has, in it, in the most nicest way, is a Tumblr movie. Uh, yeah. It is for the Tumblr kids. But it, but and that's like, what we love about it. Also, you're grabbing, no offense to, I keep saying this, I'm in a sensitive mood. I'm sorry, I keep apologizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're grabbing like Anna Kendrick, who at the time is on Twilight. Right. And then Aubrey Plaza just took a break from that, or just had to jump off of that one movie that no one, I don't think, saw except for maybe me. That was, uh, it was Mystery Men. Or mystery team was it mystery men or mystery team? It was with uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, and his I know comedy, exactly who's about. Yeah, 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 his yeah, comedy exactly group. Yeah. They she just left there. She was doing like internet sketches where she would do like punked videos right. to people in like cafe, like cafe and this shops. Was, this was before so, Parks and Rec. So like none of this cast is. Uh, we know Macaulay Culkin had a little brother, but we were also like, oh, it's yeah. not Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> the, like the, tr- the the convergence of this cast was like either. Like with the exception of Michael Sarah at like the height, who was like more or less at the height of his fame at this point, these kids were like pretty much just on the rise. Chris Evans was probably the highest, the yeah, second highest, one hundred percent profile person on this cast. I think what was Brie Larson? As, Brie Larson was was, was she, she Slumber Party? That was had, like the she last had not movie won her she Oscar did? yet. Yeah, she no. had not she had not done anything huge like that. So a lot of this cast, not by no means like unknown, but certainly hadn't made the biggest splash in the world. Yeah, and the convergence of all of those things now 10 years on all of these people are huge so lucky they're so lucky with that casting that every single person is good yes <laughs> is like and, and perfect good, for good their on roles. yeah perfect for their roles still to this day yes. but then also just like great good they're all in major pictures now they're all leading everything that and they do and you can do. see why they want to retain this for this new show yeah. which i think we should probably get into it now oh. we'll we'll get to the anime real quick i do th- it's just it's interesting how like you mentioned how dated the movie was at the time but it's become timeless enough that now we're here what 20 or 23 13 years later talking about a, a brand new anime that like we all i assume 
I'm pretty sure we all yeah. loved. Yes, that's, I, I, w- I will easily say that and kick it off by saying I loved this this show. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind it, it, it's kind of genius, I think, because I think the story of the like man child meets manic manic pixie dream girl Scott Pilgrim has kind of become like a almost a, like a parody of itself at this point because that story has kind of been done a tiny bit too well, much. Yeah, I think Scott, Scott Pilgrim is the star of that. Uh, yes. Anything Michael Sarah has done is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl like story. And it is like a meme now, but it is still an escapism that people do love and mm-hmm. that people still cherish. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like people don't love Ramona. Right. And, but, <laughs> Being but it's, the but most the thing, all, the annoying girl to the, be in the, the world. The most thing, like the most that that story, the, the original story of Scott Pilgrim versus the world has mm. done is endured or endeared that kind of yeah. storytelling to us because a lot of those tropes and a lot of those things that you see characters go through, they, it's presented in such a way that's like, it makes it very comedic and relatable. And there's a wonderful balance of like the comedically absurd and incredibly heartfelt. And this show, I think we can just now explain the kind of genius twist after episode one, a la Invincible, this is not the story you think it is, where the story basically begins almost shot for shot for how the movie and the comics are, where Scott begins to meet Ramona and fall in love with her and have a date and all these things. And then he becomes the warrior that will now defeat his uh, defeat Ramona's seven evil exes and he loses the fight to Na- to Matthew Patel in the uh battle of the bands and i i didn't realize what was happening until like halfway through the second episode that oh wait 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 we're not we're not doing we're not doing this what did you guys think of this twist first of all I thought we were, I thought they were going to, because that was like the biggest note that fans of Scott Pilgrim had for the movie. They were like, it's not the comics. Right. Uh, And so I assumed they were just going to make it for the comics. Mm -hmm. And so I assumed this was the comics. (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh, this is the comics tale, not the movie's tale, which is what people wanted. I remember I made a TikTok about it. And like every comment about the TikToks were like, this better be closer to the comics than it Mm. is to that movie. Which it is. Yeah, which it is. So I just assumed that. It's not. It's not an original. It's not original. It's an original story. It's a, it's a bit of a mix because there there is an interesting meta aspect to the story yeah. where uh, elements are cherry picked with uh, Ramona and uh, the story of like basically Lucas Lee and making mm-hmm. the movie about Scott Pilgrim, which is more about the movie, which is like which is reflective the of the movie, yeah. uh, and that kind of echoes throughout like the middle parts of this season. Uh, but do you think that this was cool to more or less the idea that Scott Pilgrim in the and the pun is in the name Scott Pilgrim takes off that he is more or less taking off from his own story? Yeah, but like he's say, on like, a vacation yeah. from his own story. Yeah, takes off is right because he legitimately was, he ain't there. He was not in half the episodes. Um, no, I again I loved it. I think to your point, I was watching it. And I'm like, okay, we're getting like the recreation. Cool, I'm down. And then it was different, and I was like. Oop, where is this going? And I was like very locked into the story. Again, like Ramona as a character, very interesting. I loved everything about how different the world was. And, you know, we'll talk about our favorite characters later, but like some of these people, like Wallace, Lucas, uh, young Neil, hilarious. Young Neil, fucking genius. Just, just, just all jokes. And so, like, I think ultimately what it comes down to is, if you're if you're open to having a new story told in this world, then you're going to love it. It's going to be great. If you came in going like, "Man, where's the comic? Where's the movie?" I don't know, you're going to have a good time. You know, but if you open if you open your heart to it, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 awesome. It's the best. And it's there's also like this aspect to it where it doesn't hammer home that this is a different story or that this is a like incongruous story from what we're used to like if you're only familiar with the movie it's not making it so like obvious that this isn't supposed to happen or that there's like some like oh this is an alternate reality or this is a new universe like all we're all used to these like alternate timelines or ultimate things like this just sort of happens and it happens so casually in the in the story 
this twist in the first episode that this could have easily been the story all along. Mm-hmm. That Ramona has to reconcile with her seven evil exes in order to find potential in the person that she just meets. Like the, th- the things that hold her down are just as important to what Scott needs to get over for himself. I th- well, that's, yeah, that's, that's deep. Because wow. that's, that's like the actual like wow. lesson that I loved with like every single episode that started after episode two where she confronts her yeah. seven exes and she finds like the one thing that she either did to them or she left with them and she uh, learns so much about herself and like brings that to the fore to actually get the potential to be with somebody mm-hmm. like Scott. And that's like such a genius inversion of the story that Scott has. Yeah. Because it's all about his ego. It's all about like being better than or making a better impression of the thing that uh, from a person that doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything to you, but you project your like insecurities or values onto something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, you dated Lucas Lee. He's a fucking big buff, cool movie star. How could I possibly, well, I got to beat him in a fight. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, this like, you know, cool, uh, CEO who has his own record label and all that stuff. Like he's he's clearly my final boss. He's got the bit like she could never be over him. To make this Ramona's journey about the things that she might have done to these people, and they learn something about themselves, and she like reconciles with those things. I kind of think that's beautiful. No, I loved it. Um, that's why I think. I mean. Genuinely, I love anything May Whitman does, but as soon as I was like, I need to just make sure May Whitman's in this. Mm. Her episode was my favorite in that way because it was like, this is a lesbian story where she's like, no, you left. <laughs> you did me wrong. And I was right. like, thank you. Ramona's now realizing it. She needed like other people to like show her what she wasn't doing right. And because she's been alone forever. And she's like, I just go through my life just gating on. Right. I don't need anyone. It's fine. They don't need me. And it's like, well, there's a lot of people that actually didn't need you. And I think you kind of were afraid to let them come close right. to you. Um, it, and exp- a piece of me is like, I wonder how people feel that have never seen Scott Pilgrim and are just jumping into the series. Because I'm like, we watched it because we love Scott Pilgrim. And we were like, oh, we're going to go watch this for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm like, if you had no idea that Ramona wasn't the whole part of the movie, if you didn't have any bias right. to any of these characters, how do you feel about the storyline taking, like, Ramona making her the star of it? Ramo- like, again, when it takes off, he's in, like, three episodes, Scott. Yeah, that's it. And then Ramona is, like, the heart of the entire series. And it's and it's so much that it, it isn't so much that... Scott is put up on a pedestal like mm. when he, when he puts and her up on a yeah. pedestal in his story. Yeah. Like the reason that he is willing to fight and like go through all of these trials is because the idea of <laughs> the idea of Ramona is so appealing to him that he is just willing to kind of go to yeah. Honestly like incredible lows just to prove that to himself. But with Ramona, she's in love with like she wants to pursue the better idea and like it's wrapped up in a mystery of like oh he's gone like he's not actually dead like I should I could save him mm-hmm. why would you need to save him yeah, you've only been on one this? date with him yeah. what does it matter well I mean she, I mean she feels responsible right right like the whole thing is like I like this guy but not the same dumb like it's kind of my fault he was well, in that situation in the first place but she it seems that. like she's in love because of the sparks it's crazy how I love and hate the sparks because I'm like <laughs> I'm like this is very sweet it also feels like it's deeper than this uh, and I wish it kind of would have got deeper than this but I like easy surface level knowledge of like sparks we all know what sparks are Wallace doesn't know what they are until the very end because he right. realizes he can't be in love with someone and I was like oh those sparks just make people act crazy and she's like, I'm in love with this man. And I, I didn't think it was more that she felt bad, more so she was like, I need him back because I never felt this way about anyone else. And it's now that, I do. It's, it's that meme therapist line where like, okay, and his is his potential in the room with us right now? And she's like, like, you yeah. can't fall in love with somebody's potential or the idea of somebody, yeah. but you can make up all of these excuses to like do crazy things in the name of that. And like, this show is really good mm. about figure like wrestling with the idea of like okay but what's the other person's perspective on that like to all the people in your life that you want to like act like you're better than or think that you're over or 
like try to push to the margins and not try to learn anything from, when those lessons come back to you in pursuit of a thing that you really want, Mm -hmm. that's actually like the biggest lesson that you could ever take from it. I love the fact that this is Ramona's story. Yeah. Um, Dare I say it, probably more than Scott's. Like, I like this journey No, I completely do. Uh, But it's also because I think in the movie, we didn't get to talk about Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel died. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. Matthew Patel died immediately. And in the second episode, he's like, I'm coming for all you motherfuckers. I beat Scott Pilgrim. I'm taking over the league. Literally. My favorite part, or it was like one of my favorite quotes because it it made me laugh because I was like, so simple. Because I kept being like, "He he hasn't gone against twins yet. And the twins were like, Nah, robot told us that we're hood. Like we're brothers. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're cool in the future. Yeah. We'll see. So, and we'll that see running later. gag with the robot's so great. It's like, wow, that's a fast trash can. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, so simple. Like, and it is that simple. It's just hard. I mean, they act like they're sixteen and they're in their twenties, but I'm like, it is that simple. Of like, hey, you guys just have to talk. Yeah. Everybody just needs to talk. Everybody needs to talk it out, and they do every time in every episode. It, it's like, it's like, hey, Arnold. Every episode, Ramona is literally solving a problem with every person of the show. And right. then by the end of the show, they're all like, no, we're all cool. We're not, we're not fighting like you want us to fight. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. actually fine now. But also, there's some good fights. Jomi, every episode. please tell me your favorite fight was episode four. Oh, the Lucas Lee fight? Oh, Lucas Lee versus the paparazzi. Lucas Lee versus the paparazzi, man, was, was great. I, I I liked that fight. I liked uh, Scott fighting or like the the Sonic the Hedgehog three right type yeah, thing yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end with uh, with Ramona turning into uh, like what Chaos Emerald Ramona. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Super Saiyan Ramona was fun, but nah, episode four was was great. Lucas Lee like Chris Evans was like He's in having his bag. so much fun, Just dude. Like, it's so whatever ridiculous. How good he is as Lucas Lee. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. He's, he, like, Even playing that, and that's such an old song that I freaking remember from playing the in like Tony, Tony Hawk's Hawk, Underground Tony promo. Hawk. Whatever. I was like, they know, they know, they know. I got triggered the entire. Well, as soon as that that intro song that they made for the show, I was like, oh, I'm in. I was like, no, but, they absolutely know the Tony whatever. Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack to play I, that. I wanted to throw myself out my window. I was like, damn, I got triggered. This brought yeah. me back. Yeah, God. no, it, it was incredible. And like, I genuinely, I think the animation is actually like kind of stellar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I did not expect like the biggest things from this. Like, I don't know. Every once in a while when you're like, okay, like you hear animated Netflix show adaptation of blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, this could look good. This could look all right. I think like, I'm just starting Blue-Eyed Samurai. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you this why. Lock in. I, I'm locking in. Lock we're, in. We're gonna get get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this weird like wiggle room thing where I have where it's like if it's anime and it's CG, like I don't quite like it. This is clearly like hand drawn two two D animation in this show with like I think a tiny bit of CGI like every once in a while, but absolute visual splendor come the end. Oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Did you watch? Uh, I keep always saying the name wrong because I remember watching this ages ago. Netflix's anime, like Devil Cry Baby or Devil Man Cry Baby. <laughs> Devil, Man, Devil, Devil Man Cry Baby? Devil Man Cry Baby? It says it's Devil that, Cry or some baby. Is Dante it, in there? Like, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very quick anime. It's very chaotic. Too chaotic. That's the same house that did this. And the way that they run and they move is like the Flash in yeah. the new Flash where he's like, my arms are moving like crazy. Oh, yeah. And noodle the, arms. Yeah, the noodle arms. It's and Devil you see Man the, Cry Baby. Yes, and you see the noodle arms that are from this anime also going in because when he's skateboarding, his arms go like behind him. Right. When May women's character is fighting uh, Ramona, there it's like every time she pulls out the blade, it just like is it's wiggling like, it, behind yeah, them. Yeah, it's like the, there's like a vibration to mm-hmm. everything. It's, and it, is so beautiful, and I just I I the the I, the anime was very chaotic for sure. You guys want to watch it? Go ahead. It's just very chaos. Uh, but I did love the look of it. The style was very fun and beautiful, and like it felt like like slugs, <laughs> like and I <laughs> and I was getting that from uh Scott Pilgrim. Also, my favorite fight was the Maywitt one, the movie store Rocks with uh, Roxy Richter and. Uh... And, uh, and Ramona. Ramona. Yeah, when they're in the movie. With Kim, with Kim yeah. Job. I yeah. love that episode. Maybe it's because it was like a lesbian story and Kim 
is, I mean, and this is also me as a child being like, oh, I'm in love with Kim. I hope that she is also queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if she is. And then finally in this show, and they, they she just like, makes nah. out. She just like tests it and they're like, oh yeah, it didn't work for me. That was real spicy, that kiss. Because like, yeah. you see the... My little my little queer heart immediately went, oh, it's oh, she's she's doing like it's a lesbian story. And then she was like, nah, I didn't feel it. And I was like, like nah, nothing. I was well, like, I mean, and, and like foreshadowing, no sparks. No sparks. No sparks. Hey. And Kim was cool. She was like, well, one test the water. Yeah, well. Not just not for me. If it makes you if it makes you feel better, you'll you happy to know that um Kim is bisexual canonically in the comics. I have so. a chance. I didn't want to spoil nothing, but okay. It's all, it's all you, pal. I have a chance. Dive in, Jess. I love, I love Kim. Also, like anybody that plays <laughs> to the, the comics. Dive into the comic. Don't give me that fucking shit. Why would you say that to me? Like I didn't get it until he laughed, and then now I got it. Come Come on, is crazy, just, bro. People are gonna think comics. I'm a hedonist. Dive in is crazy, bro. <laughs> Jessica, Twist dive him. in. <laughs> Twisty, you said it. I didn't say nothing, bro. Dive in. So, so you. I would have went right by it, but you gave me the look. And I was like, <laughs> I oh, was, no, I always yeah, look at every time so happens, I look at Curve. Welcome to Dive In Edition. I look at Curve. I'm like, did you? Top of the list, Kim from Scott Pilgrim. Hey, wow. yo. Uh, nah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And it's just something I was thinking about while I'm watching the show because, again, you get to episode two and you're like, wow, this is different. I'm expecting Gideon to win the fight. Gideon loses. I'm like, okay, this show is not at all what I'm expecting. When you were guy, when you guys were watching it, did you, like, like mess with the differences? Like, the 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 Wallace and Todd thing? Like, were you like, yes. oh, this is fun? No. Like, when, like, first of all, different, all right. like, when things got different, were you, like, locked in on it? Well, I uh, thought I thought Wallace was going to do it to the girlfriend's boyfriend again, or the, the uh, to Anna Kendrick's brother, uh, right, boyfriend yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But Scott. I loved it being Todd. No, Todd, first of all, I'm, I'm going to spoil my pick for favorite character, but is my it? favorite character has always been Wallace. It's okay, yeah, always been that's Wallace. That's CEO of Steal Your Man Industries. <laughs> I can't. You can't stop that man. Wallace is perfect. He's perfect. Kieran Culkin destroys this role. I love it. It's so good. And putting him in like, I was, when you saw the cast list, I was like, uh, I was like, damn, they paid for all these people. And then I didn't think about, some people won't get as many lines as, like, I'd Anna like Kendrick think, had I'd two like lines. I'd like to think that all of this cast would do it for free. Because yeah, Because they hope. just loved it. Like, uh, in my uh, head, come from succession money now. Probably not. Yeah, no, succession no, money no, no, now. No, 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 Kieran's just like, okay, I'll do Bullshit. Kieran probably put in like three days worth of work. Not Bull- even. Three days. Yeah, probably, but he probably asked for the sun. Right, sure. <laughs> but anyway, but no, like, I'm so glad at the amount they put Wallace in it. Oh, yeah. So happy with the amount Wallace is in it. Also, it makes sense because Wallace is there for Scott's everything. When he's mm-hmm. on the set of the movie and he's like, you're doing that all wrong. And then the director's like, who are you? Edgar Wrong. Edgar Wrong. <laughs> Edgar Wrong. Oh, my God. And he's like, I'm Wallace Wells. And then lights turn off. He's like, oh, I love him. The uh, fact that he is now the star. It's like, fucking, I love that man. I love, I love that man. Favorite character, always, from the beginning, up till now, even more now, because I'm a horrible person, is Envy. 
Envy, Envy's fucking Envy great in this. Envy was great. so fun in this. Her turn in that funeral. God, that song, I immediately was like, I need this to come out because no. I need to download it. And they fucking, okay. I need again, to download the soundtrack right now. The uh, Shout out to Metric, who also like reprised their role to come back to do a mm. song for this show. The guest stars on this in this entire season are insane. <laughs> yeah, they got They're it. actually insane. Finn Wolfhard plays a young Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. They got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost to be those mm-hmm. security guards. Yeah. They got a bunch of people. They got Weird Al. To they got do Weird the Al in there. Saw Weird Al. Will Forte was the voice oh, of uh, older, Scott. older Scott. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a wild cast list that I, I is genuinely heartwarming. I th- Edgar Wright is still friends with everybody, mm-hmm. but also like being like, hey, this one very big project of my life I'm where I'm producing and we're going to Netflix with, uh, here it is. I bet his friends were, he just texted them and they're like, yeah, dude, let me get up in that. I'd love to hope I'm, so. I'm pretty, well, I'm pretty sure it was the email chain. Well, you hit him on the email all, chain. I'm pretty, sure, email I'm pretty chain. sure that Simon Pegg and and Nick Frost owe Edgar Wright like their entire livelihood so they could probably, yeah, they probably go do. off and uh, oh, do whatever they would do said. it in their rooms yeah, they just record do, in there they're homies they're They've been, homies yeah. I, uh, I think the thing that I appreciate and I feel like a lot of things let me I'm just gonna guys give me a second here I really appreciate how this show you know it did a lot of different things but at the end of the day it was all it was still about Scott and Ramona you know and that relationship how that's like the central plot of the story. And so even with all the stuff they changed, like everything that went in to the show, at the end of the day, it was still about Scott Ramona and their relationship, how that operates. Avatar The Last Endbender, I am talking to you. <laughs> I am calling you out. You can do whatever you want in an adaptation, my boy. Change everything. Please don't don't lose sight of the big picture. Don't lose, don't 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 mess around with the love interest and people's motivations. First of all, Jomi, show you know that you know they've got a new movie coming out. They could reconcile this. <laughs> they can't because Cora <laughs> is canon. So like wherever we got, we got you. Feel me? All right. Well, listen. Uh, all, I, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you see how you know because because again, I'm thinking like. Will the will these changes like bother me? And they didn't because at the end of the day, the story I came to see was a story I got right. And so when I'm watching when I'm watching the, the live action Avatar, and they start messing around, and Katara's in on the water, she, she on opera, she's going like, "Man, I wonder what Zuko's up to right now. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> gonna lose it. Gonna lose it. I'm just saying, there's a way. There's a way to do these things. I think that's what makes this uh, anime. That's what makes this show so good." is no matter like what was different from your expectations, what you came to see is still the central focus. Right. And so like, no matter how you feel about it, you're still going to rock with it. Cause you're like, you came to see Scott and Ramona's love story. And that's ultimately what you got. Even though like you had to go like 30 years into the future and whatever. Even then, even then, even then then it's still them. I lovely. I don't, I don't know what, could have been a better or how this show could have been improved upon. I don't really think that there's any like I think it was perfect. I don't know how they they balanced it, but they did with like the Scott Pilgrim and the anime. I mean, that was the two things I think immediately got people. They were like, it wasn't that it was Scott Pilgrim's coming back. It was like, yeah. Hold, they're making it into an anime. Mm-hmm. What the hell are they thinking? Could you imagine if Spongebob came back if it went away for 10 years, came back as an anime? Like, <laughs> I mean, you're going to go watch it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Spongebob is an anime. <laughs> Keep cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, Tom Kenny, pa- still Squarepants on. on they call is it like a samurai shampoo kind of a thing? You know, I don't just got, like, know, you guys. I'll just use it as an example. It's, no, I know, but it's but SpongeBob. You picked the worst thing because SpongeBob's been memed so often that it could be literally anything. It could now. be an SpongeBob could be Shakespeare. SpongeBob could be like a, a night at the Roxbury. Not, like it's that's it, true. It's, he would literally. Anything. He would literally be Crab Sama. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, baby. Crab Sama. Oh, I'm here for it. Oh boy! But I think people are very like, whoa, appalled by that, and it still has that in like anime energy. Not even just in the fights, but how they react to things, how they recite again what they're doing. (laughs) Uh, It like has the anime pool still, and it still works perfectly with these fights that are like game game esque. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a single fucking note for this fucking show. I mean, I love the meta, the the meta commentary in the first one. And the anime 
does it just as just as good. You know, there are references to the stuff in like I mean, the whole plot, like half the plot is basically like, hey, we're making a movie. Lucas Lee, yeah, we're gonna cast you as Scott. And wait, I wait, I don't play myself, and also I die grinding. That's dumb. Yeah. I would dumb. never do that. No, he, nobody could trick me into doing that. <laughs> Lucas Lee is dating a person that's playing a high schooler. And she's he's like, 31. She's 31. She's 31. In that, in that same bit, the guy's like, that's actually hilarious. And I was like, ah, yeah. I see what you did. They're like, there's so many like nods to yeah. original stuff. And it's like so great, so fun, so like entertaining and engaging. You know, I wouldn't. Say this is better than uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Let's like relax. Okay, Blue Eye Samurai. I haven't it seen like, it. Got we got to talk. We'll talk about we it later. We'll talk baby. about it later. We got vocals coming. Don't worry. But it's... Your rhyme's coming. It's great. It's great. I, I loved every second of it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to download that soundtrack, listen to it forever. Did you... Speaking of the soundtrack, did you like the last bit on the episode eight? It's like this... Mort- it's literally Mortal Kombat. Thing. Yes. It's literally, and they start doing the names: Envy Adams, yeah, Todd Phillips, uh, not Michael Sarah. That's not his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott you Pilgrim. And I'm like, by the way, Todd Phillips, director of Joker. <laughs> oh, is that oh, he what made is, a, What's a his name? What's Todd's name? Yeah, uh, could be Todd Phillips. I don't know. Ingram. Oh yeah, but it's Ingram. Todd Ingram. Are we talking mm-hmm. about the vegan? Oh, b- like Brandon Ingram. That's crazy. We're talking about the Brandon vegan Ralph. You mean. His last name is no, Ingram. no. Okay, okay. So Brandon Ingram used to play uh, power for, or <laughs> small forward for the Lakers. Now he Girl. plays small forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. Uh, I was just making a, a reference there because Brandon Ingram. You're talking about Andre Ingram. Andre. Okay, we got to stop. Yeah, right, boy, you're messed up. It is Todd Ingram. I, the only reason I remember that Todd's last name was Ingram was because when they say their full, full names in the little description mm. about themselves, I was like, no one has ever, even in the first movie, said Todd by his last name. We knew Lucas yeah. Lee, no, he's Emmy Todd. Adams, Ramona Flowers. It was Matthew Todd. Patel. Yeah, it was just Todd, yeah. and that's why I was like, Which oh, is, he has a last name. No, he does not Ingram. have a last name. He is Todd. It says it's Ingram. <laughs> no vegan diet. No vegan powers. Dude, oh, okay. He was so my hurt. one my one note. <laughs> if I had a note, I love the vegan police, man. Like oh my I go God. back. Oh, that vegan I go was back funny. every three months to that clip. Smoking eggs, bit like yeah. every single time. You knowingly ingested co- just gelato. gelato. I completely forgot about the vegan police. Chicken chicken parmesan. Parmesan. You knowingly ingested chicken parmesan. Chicken, chicken is, is a vegan. vegan? <laughs> like I love that. So I'm like, all right, tell me, no. we finna <laughs> see the vegan police. There wasn't any, and I was like, "That's that's the darn. big actually yes, that is but the biggest was, omission that there's no vegan police." But it was fine. Like again, the show's great, it's <laughs> awesome. But I was that scene is just like some of my favorite. No, that's that's pure stuff. comedy. When and I'll, last thing I'll say about it when they when they leave and they've taken away his vegan powers, they high five. Yeah, they high five <laughs> and so much. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so silly. So goddamn funny. Which, so silly. Which of the exes do you think you are? Okay. Oh, so man. it could be any character. Um, it's just there's seven of those exes and five background I, characters. I got I have a sneaking suspicion that I am a Roxy. Like I'm like I mm. could get bitter. Okay. I'm hurt. I could be a little hurt. And hold it for mm. a long time. Mmm. Depending. Your water bottle's been dripping water oh, on you. <laughs> Keep that in the podcast. <laughs> Tell me, what do you think you mean? Ah, uh, man. If I'm, uh, I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably like a, a Lucas. I think you're a Lucas. Oh, so too. you you project coolness in defense of insecurity. Uh, God damn, Jesus, that's what Christ. he does. God damn, I'm not assessing you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Oh my god. Steve. I just thought it was because he's quirky and funny. Oh. Well, <laughs> Sure, yeah. He likes but the But no, every, all just, those exes have flaws. Well, no, That's I mean, the like, point. Let me, let me, like, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes a little, I don't want to get into it, but I'm too cool for school. You right. know what I mean? When you, when you like getting blazed in your winning. Just, I like getting blazed. Yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes I let them do the wide shots. Right? So I just, you know, keep it chill, you know? But, like, I, yeah, definitely. Look, so what about you, Jess? I think I'm Matthew Patel. I think I would hold a grudge that was not necessary for a very long time. <laughs> but you always dress for the occasion. I dress for the occasion. And you have a a, a a gaggle of demon hipster chicks. Yeah, dude. I just, I'm like, and I'm very respectful to them. They're just working for No, me. yeah, no. Yes. They're your stands. Yeah. You're, yeah. And I want to sing at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I do love how the, the show was very much like, yeah, man, this is like a real league. Like, these guys talk. 
They conversate, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, constantly in communication about what's going on. Right. To the point where, like, what's his name? Uh, they, like, they sent out the, the letters. The invitations. Through all the invitations. Like, what's going on, guys? Hey, it's been a minute, bro. What's going on? It's like, y'all, y'all really locked in like that, huh? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Scenario here. We don't need to say names. We don't even need to, like, be too affirmative about this. I'm going to say the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. All of your exes are in a league of, ex- of, of evil exes. <laughs> okay. okay. All of your, here, now, hold on. Hold on. Okay, no, the only question, the only question being uh, two. Do, would they get along? B, would they organize? They would absolutely get along over their hatred of me. That, like, that would 100% supersede any differences right. they had. They could be Republican, Republican, Democrat. Wait, wait, they wait, could wait, be, wait, 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 wait. You got Republican exes? Yeah, let's get it. No, let's I'm, talk about it. No, no, no. Let's talk about it, right? all talk about it. It's real. I'm just it's an example it's an example they could be from like two different worlds yeah. but as soon as they're like hey we trying to we trying to hit on Jomi uh, they they figure it out my biggest fear my I got I have nightmares of this only because I'm like they'll all talk about like didn't you guys hate when Jessica did this and they're like oh my god she did that to me all the time and I'm like hey I don't need you guys <laughs> conversing about what I fucking do Get out of get, get out of here. We don't get need a union and against then, me. Yeah, we don't need get this union out of here. Get this union out of here. It's I mean like the this show is, this like, is I turn into a union buster. Yeah, this I, is I am the union buster. I mean think about like I mean oh, it's no. a little different between like Scott with knives and and Ramona. Mm. But I mean like there's no scenario where like two girls who you dated like even if you're like on and off whatever putting them like even like remotely close together my head would explode. So like right. I'm watching like every time even in the movie when I'm watching anime I have to pause for a second I'm like I don't know how you do this, bro. I don't think my body would just like collapse if two women that I was like, I talked to at different points of my life at any point were like within the same mile radius I, of each other. That's a, that's interesting because I was like, if my male exes were in the same room together, I'd be like, I hope you guys all know why you're here because you're all bad boyfriends. <laughs> you're all bad. You're wait, all bad is, wait in this fiction, did you organize them together yeah, to like I have an intervention for them? <laughs> you're the... Let me teach no, you. Let me teach you you're bad. DJ, you first. <laughs> this is, it's like the beginning of Knives Out 2 where like everybody has to open yeah. a, contra- a contraption box <laughs> and, and like, now meet me on me. this island and come to this place. That's mad funny. You like, because it's, it's kind of like the meeting in the, in the second episode where you send out invitations. Yes. And it's like, you get one and you're like, who sent an invitation to my house? What the? What Did the I heck? just get invited to my own lair? Right, yeah. and it's you. You're putting like the RUXs together. Like, hey, who set this up? And it, you come down like freaking syndrome from the Incredibles. Hell yeah! Like it was, it was me. It was me. And it's they would honestly be like, I'm leaving. Uh, I hate this. I don't want to see this. I thought we were I thought we we're gonna do like martial arts. <laughs> also, together. wait. What if they made a league? Okay, so your your girls, my guys, they made separate leagues. They mm. hate us. Why would they? Because that's the thing. They they loved Ramona. They were like, we kind of want to get back with Ramona. Mm-hmm. Our people mm-hmm. wouldn't want to get back with us, right? They just hate us. No, nah, it'd just be for ops. You're really Damn. just like you know, like, yeah. Hey, like I want to, like I, I had to date you. I don't want anybody else to have to go through that pain. Right. So if they beat me, <gasps> oh, they can. They're telling. You know right. But I mean, if they start snitching, it's over. I'm cooked. Mm-hmm. Joey, what did you do? <laughs> Show me what did you do? Look, man, it was college. Ah! And I was I was I like listen too much future, maybe? Damn. You know Joey's forming Joey. the League of Extraordinary Gentlewomen. I'm over on here. their side now. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, you miss a couple texts, miss a couple calls. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Like, look, again, I was I was I was 20. Let a brother, let a brother slide. Look at all these dots. Look at all these people. Look. <laughs> you know how to work a phone, Joey? Come on. Oh my, my I'm gobsmacked. Look, Joe me. This is this is the worst look you've ever the had. The worst look ever had. Worst oh, looks. Oh, oh, please. I'm joining this league now. All yeah, right, now it's like we're all in the league against Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, not Jessica's league because they suck. Well, uh, well speaking oh, of the league, like I keep I keep coming back to. I think there was like there was that moment in episode two where it's like all of the exes actually meeting again for the first time and. I like I had never seen that before. Like yeah. we never see that in the movie where all of them are meeting and talking. Mm-hmm. But it's important to know that like Brian Lee O'Malley wrote every single episode of this. He still got it with the pen here. Yeah. And he still has a perfect handle on all of these characters and stories and how they want to move about. And I'm I'm genuinely impressed by this. Like it's it's not to, it's not for nothing that 
you know, writers and creatives can either like lose their way or like not exactly have the strongest handles on these characters. But to make an entirely remixed story and have all of these new interactions and new ways of telling this story, I, I was genuinely impressed. Like, yeah. was there any standouts with like the writing that you kind of like found? Like with the end of like end of, ending especially, but like any like moments along the way that stood out to you? I, mine was the the May Whitman episode where mm-hmm. they're the, the is all women because that's also the thing is it's the, always the seven evil exes it's always Scott Pilgrim it's only boys uh it's always boys always boys the girls never got along in the movie uh Kim didn't care about Ramona Knives hated Ramona mm-hmm. <laughs> Knives uh, Ramona just existed and then Aubrey Plaza and Andrew Kendrick's character just were on the side yeah so none of the girls ever got along they never put them together and this was an all female episode where even Kim was like the voice of reason and. I, there that writing of just like her being like, you're obsessed with me. You're not over this. And maybe like you left. Mm-hmm. Like I was there. I was young. I fell for you. You left me. You used me for a minute and then you just left and you thought that's okay. She's like, I don't want to, I don't care about us being in a relationship. You broke my heart. Right, I just need you to acknowledge what yes. you did. And then the flashback of like her even leaving mm-hmm. and just saying bye. And I was like, Oh my God, this girl, because you're it's that misconception that we're like, they're all hurt because they broke up with them. And it's like, no, they had underlying things that wasn't just that. It was other things that like Ramona yeah. might have done or they did, but they're just like, I don't know. It's I, that I, weird. That was really beautiful. Like again, I've always likened the stories of Scott Pilgrim to has anybody seen uh High Fidelity? No. Either no. the Zoe Kravitz or oh, John oh, Cusack oh, I'm one. I'm an idiot. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, I've yes, seen both. Have. Oh my You've god. Seen both. Yeah. yeah. So, but like that's kind of the thing where it's like that mm. that toxic person yeah. that like kind of plows through their own relationships, not actually thinking about what they're doing. Yep. And then the moment that they're faced with that, they're like, "Oh shit, that's me." Mm. It honestly held a mirror up to me. I was like, "Damn, I need to start thinking." Of, and my evil exes that are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have thought about what I could have done better. Uh, compromise is sometimes needed in relationships, and I just refuse. I love that. And so let's end this podcast with vaguely apologizing to all of our exes. Jomi, you start. Jomi, you start. Me? Um, what's up? Look, my fault. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jomi said, look, my, my bad. bad. My bad. Like, I don't, All you right, know what I'm uh, saying? My bad. Know. Like, Shit you know happens, what I'm saying? You know, I got two happens. phones now, it and happens. I'm still not going to text you yeah, back. Well, <laughs> just like, listen, yeah, I have, money not, phone. I have <laughs> not gotten better at the replying to people's stuff. Uh, so, my bad. Uh, I, you know, I will be better. You know what I'm saying? Look, I was like, well, that was like seven years ago, bro. Like, you know, we're all different people. I'll change. You feel me? I'm different. You really are Lucas Lee. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. It's okay to just you know be like, yeah, like, I, I made a mistake. Made a mistake. Yeah, you chop it, you chop it up to the game, you keep it pushing. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. Wow, just, say, just say we make mistakes and call it. We all make mistakes. Like, I don't, like, well, I don't You need a Roxy to come <laughs> whoop your ass and just be like, I need you to say sorry. Hey, shit. So, so, I, I mean, I really hope they're not listening right now. <laughs> That'd be kind of nuts. You said, we all make mistakes. I said, yeah, good job. And then you said, maybe she made a mistake. He's like, yeah, whatever. I was, <laughs> maybe she fucked up. Maybe it's not just me. Happens, Sorry, you, you, to the listeners at home, uh, Jomi's like, hold, like just basically the cover of Marvin's room right now. Oh. And he's just like sad. Cups of the rose. It's tough. I do mm. like how we end a pod each time with some sad rap lyrics or 21 Savage. Marvin's room. Marvin's room's good. Marvin's room's good. Remember when Drake was good? tough we don't have time to get into that <laughs> you didn't don't apologize to your exes oh yeah mm. no, no no I'm trying to think of the of the of the ones that would know and it's like wow Jesus I hope they're doing I hope they're I hope they're doing okay and I am sorry what about you Jess you gotta apologize to your exes I did already I started it I'll list them off all by names there's yeah. 68 of them that's not even like a regular league that's like a I don't have 68 exes no no, no I, it's a league it's just a different sport do I sport. have to it's apologize just... to the partners wow oh man, boy alright all right, let's, let's... it's <laughs> not the league of evil partners <laughs> it could be God. it depends on if they all want to get together it's just basically oh that, you just like, send like a ma- an mass email and then you have to like reply and then I mean it took Gideon what like two hours to get everybody's information. Man, I look like that vision board from Always Sunny. It's just like a bunch of newspaper the Pepe clippings. Sylvia? And just, I have yeah. the Pepe Sylvia of like, this one's in Idaho now. Well, uh, it'd be, this it'd one's be in easier the now because of social media. <laughs> right? All you got to do is scroll back on IG, right? See who your tag photos with. Oh, boy. Just All right, tell me you're too tapped into socials then, right well, now. You, you know what I'm saying? And you just put them in a group text like, hey, what's going on? 
Um, my name is I'm Gideon Graves, and I just uh, want to start a league of evil exes. Jomi um, invited you to their broadcast channel. Exactly, they- right? <laughs> and then, like, if you want out, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? There is a $500 membership fee. Five hundred. Well, you gotta have dudes. We gotta get jackets, travel, right? Because we gotta fight. You know what I mean? Like you gotta have. That's like, true. Some type it's like of, a it's like a fraternity. Like a sorority. You have exactly. to have a budget for doing a budget, shit. but like you know, you get you get gear, swag. You a know gun. what I'm saying? Well, fighting training, obviously, because mm-hmm. you gotta fight. You know what I'm saying? Like letters. You gotta update on you know the one partner. What's exactly. Going on? Like you know what I'm saying? There's a president, uh, a vice president, a president, treasury. Uh, you know, yeah. treasurer, you? secretary, pro town. Whole thing. As Envy, would you have been irritated that, like, your b- current boyfriend was in a league to, like, destroy his ex? Uh, and that it wasn't you? <laughs> well, no. Envy and I so, have that in common. But I'm also, like, I'd be like, oh, are you not over her? Well, I think what's I think what's interesting about, like, that dynamic is, like, all, like, every single one of them hates the other person on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Scott doesn't like Todd, doesn't like Envy. Ramona doesn't like Todd, doesn't like Envy. Mm-hmm. Envy doesn't like Roma. Like, they all have reasons to okay. hate each other. At the end of the day, if you opt getting beat up, you got to let this slide. It, like, cancels each yeah. other Yeah, it cancels each other out. You know, it's like, you know. But that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And that's how we go. That's how we, we go. We love this show. It was great. I loved it. Tell your friends to watch it. Absolutely. We, you know, let's get more animated. Dude, what else should get animated, like, in an anime? What other movie do we like that mm. should get animated? It's it's tough. I was I was thinking about, like, a mini here comes the picture segment of like, what story do we know could we turn on its head like this show did? And I can't... I can't. You know what I think I want? What? And this is maybe a stretch, but you guys have to hear me out. Okay. A League of Their Own. Oh. Because these women playing baseball would have hit those balls and ran across those mounds so quickly. It would have been insane. And I would have mm-hmm. been like, yeah, mm-hmm. look at how strong these women are. Yeah. Go at it. Get that shit. I just wanted the spinoff where we're like, I want to see Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna like live together. Yeah. yeah. That too. That I seems that, like a I wanted that sitcom. I wanted that spinoff. I wanted that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would have been great. Damn, A League of Their Own would have been awesome. That's yeah, good. it would have been That's fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's just Tom Hanks continuously pissing. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps peeing and never stops. How much did it I've cost? been here for two years. His yeah. pee bar just doesn't go down. Nope, doesn't go down. Mm-hmm. That's and nice. and like, that'd be the funny like translation you can put in there. Two days later, like a pixel goes down. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think I'd probably have to say like the Oceans trilogy. Oh, hell yeah, Ooh. baby. Oh, hell yeah. You know, how are we twisting it? Like rest in peace, Bernie Mac. And, oh, so uh, wait. So wait. So they, so they fail the first heist in like the first half hour and then the next three movies <laughs> is them getting out of jail. Uh, no, well, I would like because so like the twist is like they yeah they fail right so like what if they don't go to, I don't think they like stay in jail because yeah uh, Danny Ocean Ro- Rusty Ryan they're not mm-hmm. they're not long for jail bro they'd be out of that thing in two minutes what if it's just the coming of age tale of the Mormon twins busting everybody out the Mormon twins I don't want. I like the Malloy brothers. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. I <laughs> need some more. The Malloy brothers will some Basher, get man. Done. Need some living. Give me some Livingston Dale over the, the, the Malloy brothers, bro. <laughs> be for real. What about you, Steve? Uh, oh, man. It would probably be... For some reason, I think if, like, if Tony Stark never left the desert... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want a what if? Want a what if that? Want a, want a, want a what if? Just Tony what? like no 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 he breaks no he breaks out of the cave <laughs> okay. but nobody ever rescues him. Oh, he starts a family out there in the yeah. desert, bro. Oh. Well, no, but like he like wanders off. He's now off the grid. Has to travel the desert. Has like a dark night of the soul. And wasn't that that Jake Gyllenhaal movie that just came out? What Jake Gyllenhaal did a movie where he has to carry a man throughout the entire desert? Nah. Oh, the uh, oh, I do know that it's that guy the Richie war movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, so the war movie. Does he got to put like he like put the team on his back like LeBron did in two thousand sixteen? Well, actually, the guy saves him, and then he gets stuck that, in the yeah, desert. And Jake Gyllenhaal like, leaves his home in like a yeah, 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 nice yeah, yeah. white suburb and goes, "I need to go back." Yeah, I need to save him. Like lost, we have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, that's a wrap for us. Don't forget tomorrow, House of Ours is going to be giving you their latest. Doctor Who Primer on the 13th Doctor, a.k.a. Jodie Whittaker. And this coming Friday, Midnight Boys will be giving you their instant reactions to the latest episode of Invincible. Happy Thanksgiving week to you all, Junior Mints. Gobble, gobble. We appreciate you so much. It was really great to see everybody at the live show. We hope to do it again sometime. 
Um, any parting words, everybody? Um, let us know if you guys want us to do like a dating advice episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, reconciliation. Let's just, the let's Valentine's just, Day episode should just be the oh, dating advice. Oh, yeah. Let's just go like into the lore. Let's just like go deep into our, our dating lore and like. Oh, man. Oh, know, my God. Bring it all back. Yeah. I would love that. It's not, yeah. not fun now, is it? I would love it for you guys, just not for me. It's not, what we it's should not do fun is record now, that and then never release it and then just keep that in our little personal. And I listen to just your guys', not mine. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's. I'm going to just uh, go ahead and tell you a note of that. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to our producer, awesome guy, Demontis Carbonis. Mmm. Yeah. Uh, and hey, just as always, love you guys. Thank you for listening, Junior Mints, and we will see you next time. Hello again, friend, friend of a friend. friend. I knew you went. Uh,